Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Well, let's get into the message, into the scripture. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Let's read this together. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair for you um, to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. It seems like, um, have you ever had a conversation with your sibling? Like telling your parent, like, look, I'm mowing the yard, and they're not doing, like, get them to help me. Like, it seems like that was kind of like what's going on right now. They're complaining to Jesus. Verse 41, but the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taking, be taken away from her. Turn to your neighbor and say the title for tonight's message. Say, too blessed to be stressed. Too blessed to be stressed. And with that being said, y'all can take a seat and let's take a, uh, let's pray over this service. Father, we thank you for gathering us tonight. We thank you, Father, that we're here for another reason other than to grow closer to your son. So, Father, have your way. We thank you for every mind being open, every every heart being softened, God, that we're able to step fully into your presence that you have for us, Father. Right now, we we are in agreement. We speak by faith, God, that that this word that is spoken, that what you're trying to communicate to us, God, that we're going to be able to step fully into it, Jesus. Go, God. We thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders taking place tonight. We thank you for depression leaving minds. We thank you for anxiety leaving souls, God, but that we're going to step freely and wholly into your will. And, Father, it's going to be an awesome night. And everybody says, amen, amen. Can we give Jesus a hand clap tonight? When I ask people about their, you know, how their day is going, when I, um, a lot of times when I, if I'm checking in on somebody, it seems like I have a very popular answer all the time. And the answer I always get when I, and, or most of the time I get when I'm talking to somebody, checking in, say, hey, how's your day going, bro? Or, or hey, how's your mornings going? The, the answer I seem to always get is that uh, today has been busy. That's all I always say. Today has been busy or today has been stressful. It seems like, it seems like it's almost cool to say you're busy nowadays. Like even like, like when you're not doing much, like it's cool to say, oh, I'm busy. I got a lot on my schedule. You should see my Google calendar. It is packed. Like I am so busy. And we kind of have, have that culture in America where everybody's just used to being busy. Uh, each and every day. It doesn't matter if you're off. It doesn't even matter what you're doing. Like, if, if you're awake, you need to be busy. You're, you're, you need to be doing something. You, you need to be almost feeling a little bit of stress and a little bit of pressure. Like, that's, that's something that's all, it's almost a cool thing to say where everybody's busy. Uh, even my uh, little, little brother-in-law, um, who uh, I remember asking him this question, just, hey, how's your day going, bro? Just check, checking on him. And now, you got to remember, he's in middle school. Okay, he's on summer break. I asked him in, at summertime. And so he should have no worries or cares in his life right now. Like the only thing he should be worried about is, is ju- juice boxes and jelly beans and, and this, you know, hurting his ankles, running around, you know, getting in trouble. Like that's all he should be worrying about. You know, he's, he's in middle school. It's, he's on summer break. And I, I remember asking him, I'm, saying, I'm like, Josh, you know, how's your day been, bro? He looks at me and goes, oh, man, I'm just busy. You know, life's been, you know, I'm a little bit stressed. I'm like, busy? I'm like, dude, what are you busy about? Like, cleaning your room? Like, what, what is taking up your time that you're, you're stressed about? And I remember him saying, he's like, well, uh, you know, I, I got summer camp coming up, and I'm kind of stressed about that. I'm like, dude, you don't know stress. You like wait until bills and taxes, and and wait, then you'll start to know what stress feels like. But it, it seems like everybody has the same common um, feeling of, of like, it, of this relationship with being busy all the time. Like, it's, it's normal now. It, it's normal to be busy all the time. It's, it's normal to, to always be under stress. And it's, 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 it's a normal thing to experience um, as Americans. So normal that 75% of Americans say they struggle with stress. 75%. And 45% of Americans lay awake at night feeling stressed about the next day. 
45%. And if you're one of those 45% tonight, can I give you a little secret? If you can't fall asleep, you might as well be praying. I've learned that. Because there's been nights where I'm thinking about all these things i got to do tomorrow and I can't fall asleep. I say, you know what? I'm wasting my time. I'm just going to pray right now. And so there's been times where I'm like, you know what? Haley, I need to go pray. And I pray and I feel better about tomorrow and then I have good sleep. So if you're struggling with sleeping at night, just, just pray. I'm telling you, you're going to have the peace of mind uh, to go to sleep. And then it also says that 40% of Americans regularly feel, um, feel fatigued due to stress. They regularly feel like they're tired all the time, like they, they don't have enough time on their hands um, due to stress. So we, we know the emotional toll that stress takes on us. We, we understand that it, it causes our, our brains fatigue maybe. But doctors are just beginning to understand the physical toll that stress causes, the physical illnesses that stress um, causes. And we're going to go over those just real quickly so you understand how much stress impacts our everyday lives without us even knowing it. The first thing that stress causes is heart disease. Heart disease. It actually says that the, the, the number one most uh, common reason for heart disease is stress. Because when you have so much stress, you have high blood pressure, right? Have you ever been around people who have high blood pressure and they know they can't be stressed? And you're around them like, hey, you're like, you know, you're, you're, you might put me in the hospital if you keep on getting me stressed like this. Like they, they know that stress is affecting their, their blood pressure. Stress builds up um, cholesterol. And it, it even causes for some young people. Right now, we are in the highest percentages of young people having sudden heart attacks due to stress. Due to having too much on their mind, due to thinking they have so much anxiety built up, they have heart attacks. The next one is asthma. Stress causes asthma. And not only does it cause it, but if you have asthma, the stress will, will worsen um, the, the effects of asthma. There was actually a study that they did where, where they took a um, studying um, uh, when women were in pregnancy. One woman had uh, a smoking habit. And the other woman in the group of women, they, they were just stressful. But the, the, the child who was born out of a woman with stress had more likely of having asthma than the woman who was smoking. That's how much stress was affecting her body that it affected her child in that way. All right, the next one is obesity. Uh, stress, uh, which it says, the doctor says, unfortunately, stress, for some reason, when you have so much stress, it causes these glands around your stomach to build up, um, and, and that, that obesity is actually can be uh, put on the fast track due to stress. Um, and in and, and the uh, abdominal region, that's where it builds up. And the next one is diabetes. Stress can actually worsen your diabetes. It, it increases um, uh, a number of things. And that causes even, even people with high glucose levels, it's tied to having high stress. Uh, the next one is headaches. Stress is actually considered the number one reason for headaches um, throughout America. It's just stress. Have you ever had a stress headache? You've just been thinking too much. You've just been trying to figure out the future too long and your, your head is hurting. Headaches is the number one reason is caused by stress. Uh, the next one is depression. Uh, depression, uh, the number one likelihood uh, is stress. They, they did a, st a study of individuals who considered themselves stressed and, and having so much on their plate or a lot of responsibilities. They were 80% more likely to, to take depression medication uh, due to stress. Uh, the next one is Alzheimer's disease. Uh, stress has actually, I've seen, is a reason for causing Alzheimer's because it, it strained the brain for so much and so long. Again, this is a long process of time that it actually causes um, Alzheimer's uh, progression of that disease. Uh, the next one uh, that the doctors actually put this is accelerated aging. Accelerated aging can be caused by stress. Um, they actually did a study on, on these parents who were taking care of, of chronically ill children and under that kind of stress. And it says that it added 9 to 17 additional years to their aging. If y'all have teenage daughters, y'all probably understand that, right? That the, the, the stress will cause you to age. I remember, um, you know, just my dad got gray hair right when he had kids, right? The, the stress will cause you to age. And then the last one is a premature death, a premature death. 
Studies have actually looked and the health effects by stress that actually seen that when people are taking care of these elderly couples, when they are taking care of another uh, spouse who has chronic uh, illness and critical illness, that the, the caregiver is actually more likely to die than the spouse they're taking care of. Because this, the stress of them taking care of their spouse causes them to die before the, 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 the one they're caregiving for. Now, I said all those uh, um, not to scare you, not to stress you about stress, um, but to stress the fact that if we don't look at this, if we don't pay attention, if we just let it go uh, on the wayside, it's not only going to hurt us uh, emotionally and mentally, but physically we're going to see the tolls of stress on our life. But can I say that Jesus, because of what he's done for us, we are literally, I know it's a common saying, we are literally too blessed to be stressed. We are quite literally, because of Jesus on the inside of us, too blessed to be stressed. Like he has given us the opportunity, the, he has given us uh, the option to not to have to worry about the cares that the world cares about. He literally says that now because you have me, now that I'm in your life, you now have a connection to a peace that this world does not offer. So quite literally, if you're struggling with stress, if you're struggling with anxiety, we all do at times, you need to remind yourselves, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I got Jesus on the inside of me. I don't, I don't have, I'm not incapable of all these things like the world is. No, I have the, the Savior on the inside of me. I have the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm too blessed to be stressed. But for all the reasons I just said, stress has been deemed by doctors as the silent killer of America. Is stress. Is stress. And it doesn't necessarily go seen all the time, but you can see the effects of it. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Let's look back at the scripture that we uh, read um, at the beginning. In verse 38, it says that Jesus and his disciples, they, they continued, uh, continued on their way to Jerusalem. Everybody say Jerusalem. They continued on their way to Jerusalem, and they came to a certain village where a woman named uh, Martha welcomed him into her home. See, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, and at this point in, in Jesus' ministry, he is now um, dignified. He is now, uh, uh, his reputation's out there. He, he's near the end of his ministry, so everybody knows who Jesus is. He, he's a rock star by this point. Everybody knows of, of, of Jesus and the miracles he's performed. And he, they, everybody knows of, of what Jesus can do, and, and they've seen it. And so he's on his way to Jerusalem, to this, and, and on his way, he, he stops at this house in, in Bethany, um, a house that he's been to many times because he's friends uh, with the owners, who is Martha, Mary, and um, their brother, Lazarus. The same Lazarus who Jesus rose uh, from the dead. The same Lazarus, if you remember, was dead for four days until Jesus said, Lazarus, get up and get out of that grave, right? And so this same Lazarus who was who is, who is rose from the dead is the brother of Martha, of the one hosting Jesus. So, so to have Jesus, the Savior of the world, and the, the Savior of your own brother in Lazarus, it should be a blessing. It should be a um, uh, uh, the most joyful day of your life to have him at your house, right? But yet Martha is stressed out of her mind. Yet she, she, yet she is not enjoying the presence of Jesus because she's too worried about getting everything ready. Um, this actually reminds me of, of, how, of how holidays was at my household growing up because I remember any time that uh, the family came over during Thanksgiving or Christmas, my mom is the sweetest lady you will ever meet, the sweetest lady. But when company came over, she turned into a, a drill sergeant real quick. And all of a sudden, company was coming over. She goes, you go clean that. You go clean this. You clean over. You. And he was, she wouldn't even tell me to, like, clean under my bed. I'm like, Mom, Aunt Jerry's not going to look under my bed. Like, she doesn't know. It's like, no, you clean under your bed, and you clean the baseboard and the, and the ceiling fan. And she was telling her all these things I don't need to clean. And I remember thinking, I was like, isn't this supposed to be a good thing that family's coming over? Why does it feel like it's, it's, like, it's like I'm dreading now that the family's going to come over because I know the stress and I know the, all the things that comes with it. 
But that's what stress does. It makes things that should be a blessing in your life feel like a burden. It makes things that you should be enjoying, now you're dreading because you're stressed about it. You, 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 you're focusing on the, all the wrong things about it. And that's point number one for tonight is being stressed takes the joy out of being blessed. Being stressed takes the joy out of being blessed. See, stress will make you feel like the blessing that you prayed for, it will make it feel like a burden. Like you prayed to be in a relationship or you prayed to have uh, a business or whatever it is, and now God has blessed you, and now you're stressed out of your mind because of it. And you're saying, God, this is a problem. That is a problem. You're not even realizing that it's meant to be a blessing, not a burden on your life. And really the only kind of perspective that changes if it's a blessing and a burden is whether or not we're experiencing stress in the middle of it. Because, see, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that there will ever not be problems or there will never not be any issues. There will be those issues and those problems. But this because there's problems doesn't mean there has to be stress. This because everything's not going right doesn't mean that you have to be anxious and, and, and you have to have all this anxiety and be like, oh, I'm so, I'm so busy with this, I'm busy with that. Like, when God blesses you, don't treat it like a burden. Don't treat it like it's something that you have to, to uh, weight on your shoulders. A blessing is supposed to be something that you enjoy, and it's all about the perspective. Here, here's how you know if it's a blessing from God. When it does feel like it's pulling you and there's some problems attached, when you take that step outside, you don't feel stressed about it. Instead, you feel graced for it. See, when you feel graced for it, that's when you know, God, I'm being called to this area because I don't feel stressed about this. I feel, I feel graced for this because I know this is coming from you. But have you ever met that person who is, like, so blessed, has everything that you ever wanted, right, all the things that you think you need, they are so blessed, but they are too busy to enjoy it? Ever met that person? Like, they're so blessed, but they're too stressed to notice how blessed they are. Like, they, they have great health, they have a great family, they have a great job, but they're the most miserable person you ever meet. They, 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 they're so successful in business, but they're so stressed out of their, out of their mind. They're not enjoying it. Like the, the, the people you see, all the blessings that they have in their life that should be bringing joy. Instead, it's bringing stress and anxiety. Instead, there has worry in their hearts because of what they've been blessed with. They're not realizing the, the blessings of God that are in their life. See, a lot of times it's not that blessings are stolen. It's that blessings are ignored. We don't realize that we're being blessed with things. We don't realize that these things are meant to give us joy, not make us uh, feel stressed about it. But sometimes whenever I'm feeling that overwhelming, we all feel that anxiety try to come on us or that stress try to come on us. I just remind myself how blessed I actually am. I just remind myself, no, no, I know I kind of feel the burden of the world on me right now, but I need to realize how blessed I am. And you might be saying, well, well, Pastor CJ, I don't feel blessed. If you have breath in your lungs, you're blessed to be here. If, if you have a family around you, you have blessings of God in your life. If you have the blessings of God in your life, then you have no reason to be stressed about it. You have no reason to twist it. You have no reason because the enemy will try to make what meant to be a blessing into something that is stressing you out. But we got to realize how blessed we actually are. And not be so focused on all the, the, the stress that it might or may not be causing us. Because nobody on their deathbed will say, as they, in their final moments, will look around and say, Man, I wish I would have been more stressed about life. Or, man, I, I wish I would have uh, just been more busy. Or, I wish, no, what did they say at their, on their deathbed? I, mean, I wish I would have enjoyed what I was blessed with more. I wish I would spend more time with my family. I wish I would have spent more time with what was actually matters instead of being stressed about all the small stuff. We have to realize how blessed we are or we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. And in verse 39, now it switches to Mary. Verse 39 says, Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. Listening to what he taught. Now it doesn't say... That Mary, you know, I'm sure she did help Martha at some point, but it, it just said that when Jesus was there, Mary was at his feet. When Jesus showed up, Mary stopped what she was doing to go and listen and sit at the feet of Jesus. You know, I've learned something about when I feel stressed or I feel anxious. 
it is very hard when we are stressed. It, it is very hard for us to sit still. Like, you know when you're so anxious, you're like, you got to move? Like, you're so anxious on the inside, like, your body's, like, twitching, you know, because you're just, like, thinking about all the things you got to do in the future, and you're all jittery. You know that person who's, like, super anxious about everything, and they're constantly, like, like a little chihuahua, you know, like, all this thinking? Like, when you're stressed out, when you're anxious, it is so hard to just sit down and be still, right, and just listen. Because you're thinking about, no, 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 I got my to-do list, no, my, my calendar, no, no, how is this going to work out tomorrow? And you don't want to sit down, and you don't want to be still, and you don't want to listen. You just want to get, you want to get these things off your mind. You want to get these things off your list. But what God was showing in this story, what Mary was doing, is that in the middle of all those things, she, she, when Jesus showed up, she sat down, and she listened. She sat down at his feet. There are times when... In my life, I, when my, my phone is blowing up or, or there's so many tasks building up and, and I begin to feel, we all feel that kind of, that, that stress that kind of starts near your back, right? And starts moving up into your brain. You kind of feel like a weight on your shoulders and like you feel anxious, like how is this all going to get done? You know, what I, you know what I remind myself? I remind myself I just need to be still. I, those, all those tasks, they can wait five minutes. I need to, I need to be still. I, I I, even, I might even need to sit down. Sometimes I do. I have to sit down, and I take a deep breath. I take a deep breath, and I, remember, I remind myself, Psalms 46.10, which says, be still and know I am God. Because if we're not careful, we will be so focused on all these things that we forget who, what, who and what God is trying to do in our lives. But when we just are still, there's something about this being still. There's something about pressing pause. There's something about saying, I see all these things I need to do, God, but God, I just need five minutes with you. I, I just need five minutes to be still, take a deep breath, and remind myself who's in control. And in those moments, I even begin to remind my problems who's in control. That's how I remind my, all these issues. Say, hey, I know these, I have these issues in my life, but let me remind you that it's not just me. I got somebody on the inside of me who's going to take over this situation. And before I know it, I begin to feel what that stress that was trying to come on me, get off me. Because now I remind my, my mind mostly that it's not just me on my own. I got, I'm connected with my father. In verse 40, when Martha sees Mary doing this, he says, in verse 40, he says, but Martha was distracted. Everybody say distracted. He said, Martha was distracted by the big dinner. She was preparing. It was a big deal. She's, it was a big deal, right? A big dinner she was making, and she was distracted by it. See, Martha was distracted by this dinner she was making, concerned about how it was going to get done, how things were going to happen, while the person who literally fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish was sitting in her living room, Right? Like, she's so distressed. She's like, ah, if I don't do this, it's not going to get done. If I don't do it, how is this going to happen? See, that's what stress makes us do is make us think, oh, I, if this doesn't get done, if I don't do it myself, if I this, then it's not going to happen at all. And stress makes us think that almost in the sense that, that, that we, are, we are distracted by the things that really don't matter in that moment. In that moment, the only thing that mattered was Jesus Christ. In that moment in their home, the only thing that mattered was the, the Savior of the world was in their living room. That's what mattered the most. But it says she was distracted by this big dinner. She was distracted by these things and, and not even coming to that connection that Jesus, who, who is able and capable to, at the snap of his fingers to make a 21-ounce uh, ribeye appear in front of them. Instead, she stressed about the little things. She stressed about the dinner that was being prepared. But that's exactly what stress will make us do. It will make us busy in the wrong areas. It will make us uh, uh, focus on the wrong things. And this is what we need to really catch. Because I know being busy is popular, and I get it. But we need to catch that there's a difference between being busy and being productive. There's a difference between um, doing um, something and doing the, the, the right something, right? There's a difference between, uh, because it doesn't matter if you go a million miles per hour. That doesn't matter at all if you're going in the wrong direction. 
It doesn't matter how much you're getting done if those aren't the right things to get done. Like Martha was walking around like I'm getting stuff done. I'm making a dinner. I'm doing this. She didn't even know she was doing the wrong thing. She was so caught up in, in, the, in the stress and the, the anxiety of that moment that she was just focused on, on doing something, not even thinking if it was the right something. Being busy doesn't always mean being productive. See, being busy sometimes really, if it's not being productive, being busy is just doing things your own way, in your own will. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are busy right now, but are they doing what God wants them to do? Because you might be busy, but you're not being productive when it comes to the kingdom of heaven. You might have so many things on your calendar, but if God's not a part of it, you got nothing scheduled that's, mean, that's worthwhile. But being productive is when you do things and when you, when you put your hands to the plow, things that are according to the, to the will that God has for your life. That's being productive. Because if we're, if we're not careful, the enemy will convince us that our schedule is more important than our purpose. The enemy will convince us that our, our, our schedule, that all the things that we have going on, uh, that's our purpose in life. Just being busy. If you're busy, then, you, then you're doing your purpose. If, you, if, if, you're, if you're doing something, then at least you're doing something, right? And the enemy will try to convince us of all these things. But in reality, there's only one will of God. In reality, there's only one path that God wants us to walk. And if we keep our eyes on different things, that's not being productive. That's just being busy, right? I've, I've heard it said like this, um, busy um, can be broken down to as the burden under Satan's yoke, right? Just being busy with stuff that God doesn't want you to do. Being busy with the things that God doesn't want you to produce, to, to be in purpose for. But being productive in the will of God is saying, Father, you direct my schedule. You tell me what I need to do. I'm not building my, my, uh, my schedule around me. God, I want to build my schedule around you, God. That is being productive. Because this is what I've heard a lot of times when they're, you know, I'm talking to somebody and they're saying, you know, God wants me to do this, but I don't know if I can fit in my schedule. Like, I'm really busy. Like, this is a busy season of my life. Like, God, wait, just give me six months to get all these things that I want to get done, and then I'll take on what you want me to do. And we'll say, God, or have you ever asked somebody to do something and their first response is, I'm too busy? Like, oh, I'm too busy for that. I'm, not, I'm, I'm too busy for this. Like, you ask him to, to do something that maybe takes five minutes, and the first answer is, no, I'm too busy. I have so many things on her plate. You know what saying you're too busy really means? It doesn't mean that you are, it doesn't, isn't a sign of your productivity. It's a sign of your limitations. It's your sign of saying, I can't handle anymore. I'm at my uh, uh, limits. I have capped my limit. I can't do any more, God. So when God asks you to do something, you tell him, God, uh, God, I, you know, I'm really busy right now. What you're telling God is, I can't handle this. God, I've reached my limits. I, I, I can't handle any more. But we have to be able, when God calls us, even when we feel busy, they say, Father, I'm still going to pursue after you no matter what, because I know when I take that step, you're going to meet me there. And when I am doing the purpose that you call me to do, it doesn't matter what's on my schedule, you're going to grace me for it. Let us never think that we are too busy to do the things that God wants us to do. And so as we continue in verse 40, so at this point, the scene is kind of being, uh, it kind of looks like a soap opera by now, right? You can just see kind of Martha just like staring down Mary, you know, like giving her hints, like looking through the window at her, like, you know, like, get over here, what are you doing? You know, come help me. So she's getting fed up at this point, and she's had enough. So she comes up to Jesus and says to him, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. Everybody say me. She said, come and help me. See, Martha was talking to Jesus like Jesus didn't know her problems. Martha was talking to Jesus like Jesus didn't already know, like, like, like she was expecting Jesus to be like, oh, I didn't even, I even noticed that. You're totally right. You know more than me, Martha. Yeah, yeah, Mary, you get back in the kitchen. You don't sit. No. Jesus knew exactly what was going on. He used this moment to teach her something. Because, see, Mary was using verbiage like I and me and, and I need to be more of this. Or I, you need to help me. And she was using all that verbiage. And that's what stress will make you feel like. She was acting like she was all alone in the moment. 
Like nobody was there to help her. Like nobody was there to, to help her with the problems or, or help her with that. No, she, in their verbiage, she, it was all about herself. Like she's all alone. Like I'm all alone doing this right now. I'm by myself. Nobody's here to help. Or me. Oh me. It's, it's all about I. It's all about me. God, I need help. And she was asking Jesus that, acting like he already didn't know what her problems was. She, she, was, she was talking like she, she was alone, like she was secluded, like nobody was there to help. Point number two is that feeling stressed leaves us feeling secluded. Feeling stressed leaves us feeling secluded. Feeling stressed makes us think that we're all alone in the world. Feeling stressed makes us think that nobody can help us, that nobody's going to be able to help us with these problems we have, that we're all alone in this fight, that nothing can be able to be to our advantage because we're all alone. Like Martha was looking around, nobody's going to be able to help me. Even Mary, my own sister, she betrayed me. She's not, she's not helping me. When we are stressed out, we feel like we are alone. We feel like we're, we're alone um, by ourselves with our problems. That's why stress leads to depression. Because stress held for too long makes you feel secluded. Makes you feel like that you, you can't do this. That nobody's here to help. That you're all alone. That nobody's going to be on your team or on your side. That's, that's, that it's just you against this fight. And that's where depression comes because it makes you feel powerless against your problems. But as Martha was talking to Jesus, she was, she was talking to him like she has totally forgotten what Jesus has done for her. She was talking to Jesus like Jesus didn't raise her brother Lazarus from the dead. She was talking to him like Jesus isn't the one who came here to save uh, us from our stress and from our sins and from our weaknesses. She, she was talking like Jesus wasn't the one who was going to help her. She was, she was acting like she was alone and powerless and Jesus had no control over it. She was acting like her stress was too much for even Jesus to handle. But we have to understand that Jesus, when we have him on the inside of us, this is the great things about, about us being sons and daughters of God, is that when we have problems, we're not alone anymore. That when we are coming against things that we feel like it's so hard, that the, the, the mountain is unmovable, when we have Jesus on our side, the, the things you've been stressing about, the, the mountains turn into anthills. Why? It's not because your problems change. It's because Jesus has the power. It's because Jesus will give you the peace. Jesus will give you the perspective. Jesus will give you the understanding. See, Martha was talking like she didn't know what Jesus could do. When you are stressed out about things, you know what you're telling God? You're acting like that. He's not capable of handling it. Because why are you stressing about it? Why are you stressing about it if Jesus is truly in control? If Jesus was truly in control, we wouldn't have a stress in the world, right? We wouldn't be worried about a thing. But when we are stressing about something, we're doing what Martha was telling Jesus. Jesus, you're not capable of fixing this. Jesus, you're not really in control. Jesus, you need to be made aware of my problems because apparently you don't know them because I'm stressed right now. So, like, when we are stressed, we're telling Jesus that he's not capable. We're, we're telling Jesus that, God, I know you said, you, you know, all things come to pass. I know that all things work. I know you said that, but, but, but you, know, you don't know my situation, Jesus. This is really tough. Like, you've never seen a situation, like Martha was saying, you've never seen this before, you know? But when we were being stressed, we're telling Jesus that he's not enough. We're telling Jesus that we need more. We're looking at Jesus like Martha was looking at him and says, Jesus, I know you're in my home, but I need more. Send Mary. I need something because apparently, no, when we have Jesus on the inside of us, we are literally too blessed to be stressed. We are literally too empowered to be held down by something small like the problems of this life. Because we have eternity connected to us. We have a power that this world cannot give. We have a peace that is not offered by people or politics. We are now connected to somebody who is in control of everything. And so when we feel that stress coming over us, we just got to remind ourselves of who's in control. We just got to remind ourselves that it doesn't matter the problem. It doesn't matter the issue. I serve a God that is bigger. I serve a God that is greater. And that when I feel stress coming over me, I need to remind those problems who's in control. Amen? Let us not be a followers of Jesus, but not receive the, 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 the advantages of following after Jesus. There has to be a separation between us and the world. You know what one of them is? is that we don't struggle with the same issues. 
We don't struggle with the same, same stress. We don't struggle with, with the same problems because we actually have the answer to all those things. And that's how we bring people to Jesus. Because even in times that we're living in, like right now, and we're going through pandemics and politics and all this stuff going on, and it, we should have every reason to be stressful, but instead we have a smile on our face, and we're saying God is good and God is great. People will look at you and say, you have something I don't. Because I'm stressed out of my mind right now because the economy's bad and the, and the market's crashing. I'm stressed out, but for some reason you have peace in this moment. What's your secret? And that's when we can say, my secret is Jesus Christ. So in verse 41, after uh, really Martha thought that she was going to um, mic drop on, on Jesus. But in 41 it says, but the Lord said to her, my dear Martha. And here's the thing. You know, Jesus wasn't being sarcastic in that moment. He really did love Martha. He, he actually calls him uh, and, and John that Martha and Mary and Lazarus, they were, they were loved by Jesus. He, they were good friends uh, with Jesus. They, this wasn't the only time that Jesus was over at their house. They were good friends with him. And so when he said, my dear Martha, it was a sign of how much he loved her. This is what I appreciate about Jesus. Even when I'm stressed out, Jesus isn't stressed out, right? Like, you never bring, like, your problems to people, and they don't bring you peace at all. Like, you're, like, you're, you talk, talk to them about their problems. They're like, yeah, man, you're messed up. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to get out of this one. And, like, I, like, that doesn't help me at all. But when you go to Jesus, and you're talking about all the problems you have, you're talking about all the stress you're going through, you know what he says? He said, my dear child, everything's okay. Don't worry about all that. Everything is okay. That's the kind of Jesus that we serve. That's the kind of God that we have. He says, but the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. Everybody say details. All these details. Jesus was telling her, Martha, you're missing the big picture. I get it. I know it's a big deal to you, but you're, 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 you're missing the big picture. You're, you're missing the, the force for the tree, right? You're, you're, you are missing the, the overarching reason of why I'm here. It's not so you can cook me a meal. I did not come here so that way I could experience your spaghetti. I came here so you could experience my presence. That's the reason why I'm here. That's the reason why I visited your house, Martha. It's not for the details, and I get it. There's, there's some people who details is all they see. You ever met those people like everything's going great and they literally see like the one thing that's not okay? Like everything's perfect, but they see that one thing, they're like, oh, I'm stressed out right now. I'm like, look at your life. It's great. Yeah, that one thing's not perfect, but everything else good. Don't stress out about the details. But that's what stress does. And point three for tonight is that stress makes small issues seem like big problems. Stress makes small issues seem like big problems problems. It will make things that really are minor seem like major problems to you. Things that are an anthill in reality seem like a, a, a mountain in your mind because you're so stressed about it. Have you ever been um, like so um, anxious to talk to somebody, whether it be to confrontate some kind of issue or disagreement or, or you're just really nervous? Like has anybody been had that conversation you're really nervous about? And, like, in your mind, you're thinking of how everything can go wrong. You're like, if I say this, then they might think that. And then if they think that, then they might do this. And you're thinking about all these things that could go wrong. And then you have that conversation, and it was so easy. And you're like, what was the, why, why was I stressed out about this? Why was I so nervous about this? See, that's what stress does, make minor issues seem like major problems. And too often we are defeated by those kind of details are defeated by things that are so small, so minute, so things that people don't even notice. Like when my mom told me to clean my room, sometimes I wouldn't even do it. She wouldn't even notice it because it was such a small detail. She didn't even notice. Mom, I'm sorry. But, I, but that's what I understood. It's the details. But we can become so focused on it that we miss the big picture. We get so, so focused on details, so worried about the small things and that we miss out on the big things that God has for us. This is what I love about Jesus. Because I can be one of those people sometimes that worry about the details. Worry about how is everything going to work. And, and worry about how all these things are going to fall into place. But I've learned this thing. God is great with the details. 
God is so great with the details. There's been times like, God, I don't know how you're going to work all this out. This is a complex situation, God, like maybe even too complex for you. There's so many details, but I'll trust you. And then I'll be amazed because not only did he meet those needs, but he exceeded those needs. God is great with the details. God will say, follow after me, even if you don't have the details together. Don't worry about that. Just follow after me. Your job isn't the details. That's God's job. Your job is just to be obedient. It's, to, it's just to be with him, and he'll take care of all those details. Though Martha was really, what was really, Martha was trying to tell Jesus is, God, and we kind of have the same heart sometimes when we're busy and we feel stressed. Like, God, don't you see what I'm doing? Like, God, I, I'm, I, yeah, you see Mary's in front of you, but I'm, I'm cleaning the kitchen right now. I'm preparing a meal. Like, God, look at all the things I'm doing. I'm, I'm stressed. I'm, I, I'm busy. God, don't you see what I'm doing? Like, almost, she, she was almost trying to, to impress Jesus by all the things she was doing. Like, God, don't you notice all the things I'm doing? God is not impressed by our stress. God does not look at us and say, wow, you're stressed out. Good job. You're doing great. Yeah. God, doesn't, God did not bless us to be stressed out. God didn't bless us with, with a business, with a family, with, a, with whatever the blessings of God is, just to be stressed out. To be in the will of God doesn't mean to be stressed. To be in the will of God doesn't mean to be anxious and overwhelmed constantly. That is not the will of God. Sometimes we, sometimes we can become so accustomed to being stressed that when we're not stressed out, we think we're doing something wrong. When we're not feeling anxious, we're like, am I doing enough right now? Like, I'm actually taking, like, I'm actually breathing normally. Am I doing something wrong? Like, no, like, being stressed is not the will of God. Sometimes, even in ministry, it can be really tough sometimes because we think um, that to be in ministry is to be always stressed and to be always overwhelmed and to always be, oh, look at all the things I got to do and look at all the times I get them done by. But God didn't call you to be stressed. God didn't, didn't bless you to be stressed. He blessed you to have joy, to have life, to have confidence, to have love, to have peace, all those things, but not to be stressed. I think a lie of the enemy is really to make us think to be in the will of God is to be stressed out. To be doing the, the work of God is to be stressed out. To be doing the things that God wants us to do, to be stressed out, to a point that when we are in the will of God, we, we, we buy into that and we feel anxious and we don't want to do it anymore. And we, we said, well, God, I know you want me to write that book, but writing that book makes you feel stressed and anxious. And, you know, I can't think like, no, God gave you that to bless you, not to stress you out. God is not impressed by our stress. But this is what, and I'm closing, Haley, you can join me. This is what I'm so excited about. This is what I'm so, makes me so grateful just to be able to call on the name of Jesus, is that it doesn't matter how big the issue is or how small the issue is, Jesus always has the answer. Jesus is better than Google. There's sometimes I Google something that's so detailed, you know, it doesn't come up, I'm like, dang it, I'm going to have to think on my own. I'm like, what? But Jesus, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter the issue you have. It doesn't matter... What is going on in your life? He's not too small for it, or is he too big for it? It doesn't matter what's overcome. Like what you're stressing about right now, Jesus is the answer. I don't care if it's a detail. I don't care if it's a big dilemma. Jesus is the answer for it. And that's what he was telling Martha. He's saying, there, Martha, don't you realize that I'm here? Don't you realize that you're in the presence of the Almighty, in the presence of the Savior, in the presence of the Lamb of God? Yet you are stressed. Yet you are anxious. You're missing out. You're missing out on why I'm here. I'm not here so that way you could entertain me. I'm not here so I could experience your cooking. No, I'm here to be a blessing to you. Yet you're stressed about it. Yet you're anxious about it. Sometimes I think we, God looks at us with the, with the same kind of, of heart saying, what, why are you so stressed? Why are you so anxious? I, I did not call you so that way you could do all these little things and be distracted by them. I called you to experience my presence, to have a relationship with you. I called you so that you, you could be in my presence. Yeah, we're going to do great things together, and we will. But don't miss out on the big picture. Don't be stressed about the details. Don't be stressed out by all the things the world has to offer because the world does that. And you're not the world. 
Don't be worried about tomorrow because the world does that. Instead, just know who's in control. Dear Martha, I'm here. Just be in my presence and the details will work out. Just be in my presence and, and everything will come into your favor. But do not miss out on why I'm here. Don't miss out on the most important thing. Will you stand with me tonight? I'm going to close with verse 42. All right, come on with scriptures actually. But in verse 42, Jesus said, there's only one thing. Everybody say one thing. Worth being concerned about. <laughs> what Jesus was telling them, telling Martha is you're stressing out about the wrong things. There's only one thing we really should worry about. He said, one thing. I know you get all these worries, and, but there's only one thing you need to be concerned about. And she said, Mary has discovered it. And it will not be taken from her. What Jesus is really saying, he said, Martha, you might think that Mary is missing it or might think that Mary's being irresponsible. But in reality, Mary knows what's important. In reality, Mary knows that even if the food is not prepared, she's at least in the presence of the Savior who will take care of all those details. And he said, there's only one thing. And when he said one thing, it reminded me of Psalms 27.4. And this is the words of David where he says, the one thing. Everybody say one thing. He said, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek the most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. The one thing that Jesus was telling Martha to be concerned about and that Mary found out, saying, look, there's one thing you need to worry about, and that's me. I'm the, I'm the one thing. I'm the most important thing. My presence is the most important thing. My, my relationship with you, that's the most important thing. My, 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 my direction, that's the most important thing. Yes, there's all these other things that life has to offer, but there's only one important thing. There's only one thing that we, that we should put on our schedule, that we should put on our task, that we should, should, should attach to ourselves. And that's, Jesus, what do you want me to do? Jesus, let me experience your presence. Jesus, I need to pray right now. Uh, the one thing that we need to be concerned about is, am I doing what Jesus wants me to do? Am I in the presence of God? Am I, have my relationship with him, is, is it in the right place that is the one thing that we need to do and in Matthew eleven twenty eight, this is what Jesus said and it ties in perfectly because Pastor Caleb actually said it earlier the one thing that offers is in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28 it's where Jesus says that come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens everybody say that's me that's me because I don't know to who you are or what you do, we all have burdens. We all carry heavy stuff that we're not meant to carry. I don't know if you have learned or have realized this yet, but you weren't meant to carry the weight of the world. You weren't meant to carry all that stress. You weren't meant to carry all that weight. You weren't meant to deal with all those anxieties. We were not created for that. That is why we failed, because we weren't created to carry it anyways without the Spirit of God. But Jesus said this, all those who are aware and carry heavy burdens, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. That's what makes some people really excited right now to know that there is a place of rest for your soul. There's a place to rest for all the anxieties, all the fears, all the, all the things that the world is trying to convince you to be worried about. But Jesus said, no, all those weights, all the heavy burdens, all those, come on to me, and I will give you rest. Because all the things the world has to offer, all the things that you might find, if it's outside of me, you won't find rest. You're just going to find more stress. But come to me, and you will find rest. I want to close with this thought. Only Jesus offers a true rest from our stress. Only Jesus offers a true rest from our stress. This is what I want to pray about tonight, and we're about to close, but I don't want us to leave uh, tonight, leave this atmosphere like Martha did, because the presence of God is in this place. Jesus is here right now, 
And right now he wants to know, are you going to realize what's most important right now in this moment? Or are you already thinking about what you need to eat after this? Are you going to realize the freedom that's in this moment? Or are you worried about what tomorrow holds? Are you going to realize that I am sitting with you right now and that do you have the opportunity to come at the feet of Jesus and learn what he says? Or are you going to be worried about the schedule of tomorrow? But let us not leave this place with still stress on our minds. Let's not leave tonight still worried about the future or anxious about tomorrow. When we have a Savior on the inside of us, when we have a Savior who offers a rest, but here's the thing about rest. You can't do it while you're moving, right? You can't experience rest while you're stressed out, thinking about everything else. No, you can only experience rest when you sit still. Go to the presence of Jesus and experience the, the peace that only he offers. So with every head bowed and eyes closed, let's pray over tonight. Father, we thank you, God, for removing that stress from our minds. God, removing that stress from, from the people who are not even able to sleep at night, that they, they struggle with, 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 with sleeping. They struggle even with being able to rest at times because they're so stressed out, so stressed out with all the things we got to do and all the problems we have. But God, we have a rest. We have an opportunity of freedom from the stress and the anxieties of this world. We don't have to experience all those things like the world experiences. We don't have to struggle like the world struggles. No, God, we have an opportunity to rest right now. So, Father, we welcome in your Holy Spirit into this place. With every hand lifted, God, we begin to welcome in your presence. God, to give rest to our souls, to give rest to our minds. God, to give rest, God, to our body that is fatigue that is tired that is overwhelmed but father instead of us being overwhelmed by stress let's be overwhelmed by your presence let's be overwhelmed by your peace a peace that is unspeakable a, a peace that is that is only comes from you god a, a peace that is unimaginable that that father when we experience there's no ounce of stress that can remain in our minds when we experience the peace of god father we welcome in your peace right now we welcome in your presence right now, Father. And as we begin to sing together, as we begin to worship the name above all names, as we begin to, to, to cry out to the name of Jesus, God, give us that rest. Give us that peace that only comes from you. And God, let us let go of the stress of the world. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit Riverside Church. TX.com.